In Iraq and need a check? Make one call. That's all. 602-977-1900. And always at LearnerAndRow.com. Now here's Mike Morocco, Dan Minucci, and Sean Crespin. Signature win for the Phoenix Suns. Say it ain't so. Well, I think one of the best wins we've seen in, I don't know, several years. from Since the last time they beat Milwaukee. <laughs> long Which is two years ago. With, with uh, the Greek freak or Giannis going up and down the court and scoring and rebounding. And I kind of likened it to them getting back into the game kind of like a, uh, you know, a Rocky. You know, he's getting punched up along the ropes and finally breaks away and you know, finally comes back and wins. And That's you know, handle the storm. Handle the storm. This week, you've used Rocky. Oh as a yeah, reference. I must just because I saw the movie last week, and I'm all this is coming back that they hung in there and hung in there and come back and win for the big knockout punch or missed shot at the very end of the game. To Gotta point, love it. Gotta to love your it. point, Minuch. I think that's. It's a fair assessment. Their biggest win in years. Yeah, I would say so. National I mean, television, ESPN. Yeah, Booker you got had, to you got to see the Booker Paul connection that we've been wanting to see, kind of yeah. like a, a Paul Harden kind of deal. And yeah. it's a little bit of a stretch, yeah. but you know, Paul is is becoming a scorer, not necessarily a guy that's got to dish out and have ten plus assists. In a game. Well, yeah, I think you saw both these guys step up, knowing, hey, look, this is this is a big game, and I think they both realize we. Both collectively need to step up, and we need your guys' help on the perimeter to help us out. But I, I think that for Chris Paul, for him, I think I felt it was a signature game for him and for Devin Booker to turn. game for Chris Paul? Well, I mean, for with this team, with this football team, to football win this team. game. It's a, bas- yeah. it's a basketball yeah. team, and he's had four games where he played, performed better than he did last night but, already this but, year. Well, let me finish my point here, Sean. I think for both of them combined to show this team, hey, look, we can beat – the big boys. We can go in there and and handle things. And the way they kept their poise and the resiliency, I thought from a combined version with both of them, the dropping thirty-one nine and nine against Dallas just didn't do it for you, right? No, yeah, the, the that was Dallas. Or, he, or, Dallas. Or, or what he did or against twenty-eight and twelve. His former team, Oklahoma. Guys, my point is against a top-notch, one of the best teams in the NBA. That's my whole point. I mean, I know he's had better. I game. know what you mean. You're yeah. basically saying this is kind of a signature. Game for him as a Phoenix Sun. It's exactly right. Not as a, him as a performer, no, a no. scoring or assists or rebounds no. or whatever. It was a, an effort that. Yeah, I think kinda... both of them combined. I mean, I think they both realized, hey, look, if we're going to go to the next step or to your point, Sean, the next tier, these are games we got to prove to ourselves that we got to go win or we have to win. Just to prove, hey, to yourselves more so than anybody else. And I think that's, that's how I kind of put that thing It was there. a good day for the Suns overall. Uh, I mean, you had the Michael Wilbon you know, article and video on ESPN featuring Devin Booker yesterday significantly, and then he's on ESPN performing the way he did. Uh, it was just a really good day for the Phoenix Suns. If one of the goals this year is to change the culture of the basketball team, change the narrative of, of the way this team is viewed, wasn't that long ago that you had Draymond Green on TNT talking about how Devin Booker's got to get out of there because the Suns are, you know, <laughs> just an awful, you know, franchise. That wasn't that long ago. And if you think he's the only player that thought that, you, you're crazy. So nights like last night are going to do a, a, a lot for the. You know, if one of the goals this year is to change the narrative of who this basketball team is, what's the, what this program is all about, a night like last night is definitely going to do wonders for it. Hang on a second. Giannis just went back to the free throw line. I've got to update my numbers. <laughs> what do you here. have, 21 or something? That's ridiculous. Oh, that's crazy. 21 attempts. Ridiculous. And, and the one foul was on him uh, pushing Comiskey away. Comiskey just went up. It was his arm pushing Comiskey away. 
and they call Art Kaminsky. I'm like, okay, that's called is that favoritism in the, in the NBA by the officials? So yeah, I, he's one of those guys that's always going to get the benefit of the doubt. But I, to your point, Rock, I, that's my whole contention was okay, he's here to help change the culture, to win those kind of games, prove to this team that we can beat, you know, the the best of the best. But the thing now is to consistently beat, if you can, the best of the best. And and I think that's that's what I took away from that game. Hey, I want to uh, kind of go off script here, if that's all right with you gentlemen. Always. Um, back in 1993, I think it was 93, maybe 94, I was a PR director for the Phoenix Firebirds, which is the AAA team for the San Francisco Giants. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big minor league guy. One thing's great about minor leagues, it's the atmosphere, right? It's what's going on in the ballpark. It's the games in between. It's the mascot running around. But it's also the vendors. And there, at times there are these vendors that are just exceptional. They're outstanding. And one of them, uh, who's battling his li- for his life right now, his name is Derek Moore. I was fortunate back then as a PR guy to do a feature story that was in our game program and got to meet Derek at a different level, knowing that, hey, he was just doing this on the side, doing you know games. If you're not familiar with Derek uh, Moore, you, you probably are. You may not know you his name. You don't know his name, yeah. He's the lemonade guy. Lemonade okay. like grandma. Yeah, okay. You yes. know, made. And, and he does yeah. every big event, spring training, name it, he is out there, and he is hawking the lemonade, right? And he's done other stuff, too, but lemonade is yes. the thing. He's always in a good mood. And the AZ family, i got to give them credit, but for 30-plus years, he's been a fixture. And they did a piece on him that uh, they started a, uh, a GoFundMe page because during the pandemic, uh, he has fallen ill. And because of the pandemic, there's no games for him to work. This is his full-time gig. That's right. You yeah. know, at the time, and I can't remember, I want to say he worked at General Dynamics or Abnet or some kind of company like that when I interviewed him because it was a part-time job then. And then it, I think, got to the point where, hey, he can make a couple hundred dollars, uh, you know, uh, in three hours, you know, selling lemonade. Right, right. So they started a GoFundMe page. And I, I just encourage you, if you know who I'm talking about, Ten bucks, whatever it may be. I just did a donation, okay. and we'll do that. you go to GoFundMe. They the goal was fifty thousand dollars yesterday. It's at fifty three thousand two hundred fifty awesome. right now. I, I don't know. I just was um to this day from the time I had an opportunity because I remember when I interviewed him. Mm-hmm. Again, that's thirty years ago when sure. he first started. It's before the Diamondbacks yes. were here. It's before the Coyotes. Were I didn't know here. he was around that long. Oh yeah, thirty plus years. Wow. And he was so flattered that somebody wanted to do a story on him. But that was minor league baseball. You, you needed to find those types yes, of stories. Yeah. And I, I'm going to go I'm gonna go find the story uh, tonight or, or tomorrow. It's at my parents' house. I've, every, every program I've ever done and every, you know, for all the years I worked in minor league baseball. But I want to find it and, first of all, see how bad my writing was at that point because <laughs> I was a bad writer. But I want to just kind of take it back the to point got across. what he said yeah. and why he was yeah. doing it. I mean, I, I, I'm sure I asked him you know, why, why the lemonade and grandma used to make, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, he's a, he's a father. And a mentor, a guy that uh, has, has always given back, but right now, due to not being on work, he can't pay his medical bills. Gotcha. He can't pay the medical insurance. Yeah. You can find the GoFundMe on Twitter. His uh, his godson tweeted it out yesterday. 
and it's got a lot of traction. You can find him at the Coach Pryor, D-A Coach P-R-E-Y-E-R is where you can find it. And I'll retweet it right now too after yeah, my Twitter. Okay. Put S- it on our S- Crespin too, and, and Alex back at the station if you can do that too. But um, yeah, they've they've gotten beyond where they need to be. But you know how medical bills are. You don't know the exact <laughs> number, man. Everything that can help out, and you're not wrong. He's a fixture. Being somebody that that worked in game operations for 16 years, you know, son, sons as well. You know, sons Rattlers Mercury. All of our games, he was there. He's and uh, like you said, always with a smile, always exceptionally happy. One of those people that can light up a room. So uh, rooting for him. Absolutely. You know? I just realized he'd been around that long. That's great. You see him at the, like you said, at the games, and just you see him coming, and you you just kind of go, oh, it just to your point, lightens, brightens your day. If you're having a bad day, and he Derek comes down and he sees you or whatever, it's funny how many I, I don't know if somebody did a story on him TV maybe several years or now. Oh, yeah, talking I'm about sure. I'm, that I definitely following him one. and how you doing, what's going on, or how your grandkids and how's this going on. I mean, that's that's a kind of vendor that you you love and you grow. A lot of folks, a lot of young men and women have grown up with him. As 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 the vendor of choice. Hey, there's Derek. You know, he's got the lemonade. So, uh, yes, absolutely, we'll do that. Definitely go and uh, partake in that. Here's what we got scheduled today. Uh, we are going to catch up with Rick Coro, the aftermath of the Super Bowl with the ratings being down, the core demographics. Uh, we'll also uh, have a little fun with Tom Brady. I think I'm coming around. No, are you? I think I'm finally realizing he's not a bad dude. After his party uh, uh, escapades? Yeah, I, can see, I, I, I can see him actually... Yeah, you know, time went on. Can, I like to hang out with people. Not that you have to drink to have fun, yeah. but I am more along those lines. I like going to happy hours. He, you know, you and I never hang out because you're just not the kind of guy I like to hang out with. You know, from from one to four, I'm okay, but yeah. afterwards in a bar, that's not your thing. God, well, yeah, For me, exactly. It is. Yeah, and that's okay. Exactly. Yeah, that is. So now I'm realizing, t- you know, TB12. I'd have a beer dude, with you. Let me ask you. Sorry, sorry, to change subject, but you either lost some weight. I just noticed that you got a haircut. Uh both. Okay. Yeah. All right. Nineteen so pounds a and a haircut. Okay. Yeah. See, that's a little deceiving. That's not fair. <laughs> what do you mean? Nineteen <laughs> pounds and a haircut. He looks like man. the. Does he like a little kid right <laughs> now? He looks like the caricature that <laughs> we've he got. He does look like the bowler. Yeah. A little caricature. Well, I people know this about Sean, but he's bowled a two. Ninety-nine. But you Thanks kicked, for bringing that up. But you it's kicked not exactly a proud moment of mine. I actually two ninety-nine. I had six. How's that not a proud, proud moment? moment? Because I was a solid ten pin away from from hitting that three hundred. You know, I actually I actually threw sixteen strikes consecutively. If you go back to the first game to the second game, which would be a three hundred plus. You know, four. I'd like to go but, two strikes yeah. in a row. I mean, I don't. But yeah. Rock, but Rock kicked your butt that one day we had that big no, no, it was very much like Tom Brady <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> you were. Uh, so we had full, full disclosure in that story. One of the stations we were at, I can't remember at the time. We've yeah, been wait, so many. Been on every one. We had a bowling <laughs> event. Track. The Rock all rocks all the way down at the other end of the alley, and we're all the way down at that say the you know the right side of the alley. And tall boys kept coming all. He was very night. generous for you so there all right. night. They weren't pitchers. They were tall basically boys? they were. Okay. Close to it. This is the giant pint. You know what I mean? They're just the, yeah. just the big ones. Uh, by that third game, yeah, I was uh, wasn't exactly were, bowling great. Were you three sheets in? <laughs> were you three sheets? I think in? I shot like a two forty game one and a one forty yeah, my, yeah. my last game. So. Rock set you up for the for yeah. the whole thing. What you're trying to yeah, say? He sure did. You can't you can't handle the, yeah. the inebriation like bowling. Yeah, just like if I'm gonna hang out with Tom Brady. But you're not wrong because seeing Brady having some uh, some pops so on a ball. Yeah. Now he let like his hair a, down. You know, it, it's relatable. At one forty-five, you know, I'm gonna kind of throw some darts at it, but it's still, I'm slowly coming around. He wasn't drinking enough TB electrolytes water, I guess, as he was out there on the boat. Obviously. Oh, he was drinking something else. We'll have some fun with it. That's coming up. Uh, also, a little bit later, Sean Salisbury, Connor Garland, who has uh, has been playing quite well in this uh, as as this Coyotes team has won four out of five. He has uh, scored. 
I think uh, three goals, four assists, something along those lines in those games. We're also going to get a recap uh, of the Waste Management Phoenix Open. We're broadcasting a right to letter just across the street, find out how it all went. All the records they broke, right? That's normally what we do after the yeah. Open, right? <laughs> we were, we're wishful thinking of records they broke. Hey, at least they got some money coming in. That's a, that's the main thing. More importantly, we'll uh, just thank him and all the volunteers and the Thunderbirds and what they were able to accomplish under a, pandem- uh, under a pandemic. So got a lot to get into today, so we appreciate you hanging out with us. We'll continue on and talk some more Phoenix Suns. It's Rocket Manutra Crespin from Wright Toyota. He's uncensored and unfiltered. Sean Salisbury joins the Rock and Minute Show at 3.30. Listen live here on Fox Sports 910 on FM at 99.9 HD2 or the free iHeartRadio app. Tomorrow on The Drive, Matt Miller joins us to break down his most recent seven-round mock draft. Should the Cardinals go O-line, D-line, or coin of the night at eight points? Devin ended up with 30 points as the Suns edged the Bucks 125-124. They've won four straight now. And uh, Giannis, he scored 47, <laughs> but missed that go-ahead shot at the buzzer. He did tie it up. They improved, that being the Suns, 15-9. and They host the 76ers on Saturday afternoon, a 1 o'clock game on NBA TV. So a Saturday matinee for the Phoenix Suns. When you used to work for the Suns, you'd love those games, right? I mean, uh, a matinee? Sat- yes. Get That's got to be big on yeah. Saturday. What, what, Have a night off. Yeah. And, but you used to get the, you know, back then we were winning a lot of basketball games. and uh, So we would get the Sunday matinees, which always felt like a big deal because it was, you know, against the Lakers or somebody from the Eastern Conference that was big. So, yeah, those are games. Those games are great. Good thing for those of you that uh, want to go check out this new arena or, you know, renovated arena. Mm-hmm. The Suns Remodeled are uh, they're doubling up their attendance uh, as they feel that what they've done with the 1,500 or so has worked well. So they announced that they'll entertain 3,000 fans starting Tuesday mm-hmm. as James Harden and the uh, the Nets, who uh, learned to play defense last night. Uh, and uh, the Suns, that finally? Yeah, so Suns uh, played the first several games of the season without fans but went to 1,500. You know, that game last night against... Uh, Against Giannis and in in the Bucks, not only was it a signature win, you guys keep, you know, keep saying that, and I agree. It was just a really fun basketball game to watch. I don't know if you guys felt yes. the same way. Yeah, it, it was from the jump. It felt like a track meet, right? Early on in that basketball game, it was just I mean nonstop, and uh, to see the Suns fall down and they battled mm-hmm. back and they got hot from behind the arc, and um, you know it was just a really fun basketball game to watch last night. I, I, again, on national TV with your superstars performing the way they did with the Michael Wilbon article that had come out in the video earlier in the day. It was just a really good day for Phoenix Suns basketball. It I, was. I personally think they, they made a statement to the doubters like myself. I would say I think you know, so. I haven't been the homer like a lot of people are, but I, I feel that now that they've put a string, because we mentioned about two weeks ago, this was going to be that string yes. of games. And if they could get through this and win 75% of them, <laughs> all right. There's no reason why they shouldn't make the playoffs. And to you two and your points that those there are games that are should win games. Yeah, I mean you win seven out of eight, you're doing something right. But I, a couple of things I looked at is you know resiliency, closing out games. Uh, the one thing I, I looked at, your I think a commonality has been Frank Kaminsky with him being in the starting lineup, coming off the bench, and you look at him over these eight games, averaging ten and a half points per game and uh, rebounding. Six and a half points, uh, six and a half rebounds per game, and you you look at his his numbers over those those eight games. You go, okay, this is a guy that last year was often injured, 
was in, was out. And this year, he's really he's really stepped up. And you hear Monty Williams talk about him. You hear CP3 talk about him. And you kind of look at how he's just been he's been steady. He's one been one of those role guys that's that's contributing and and doing all the things that he needs to do to help this team go to that next level. I think Bridges is the same way. Here he is in his third year. Uh, hitting clutch shots, um, you know, going to the rim, you know, being a part of that on, on the defensive side, and so you you think you look at those two and you go, these guys are really, you know, being a big integral part of what we're seeing, especially on these seven out of these these seven wins out of these last eight games. That that's what kind of sticks out in my mind, and you hear people talk, you go, okay, let's kind of deep dive and see what exactly they're doing. They're playing, they're both playing damn good, I think. At least to our it's your call question today, which is brought to you by State Forty Eight Roofing. If you need a quote on that uh, roof of yours, it's free. Just go to state48roofing.com. You can always follow them on uh, Twitter, Instagram. Just search the hashtag sexy roof status. So which Suns player has pleasantly surprised you the most? Is it is it Frankie? Is it Miguel Bridges? Is it DA and DeAndre Ayton? Or is it Cam Johnson? Those are your four choices. Uh, head to our Twitter page at Rock and Minuch. I, I, I understand what you're saying, Minuch. You know, kind of the unsung hero. Ten points, six boards. Okay, fine. Um that's, Hasn't missed a game consistent. I mean, that's the, yeah. He knows the system. He was yeah. here last year. I I think the bigger story is this this partnership we're seeing between Booker and Chris Paul. I, I would agree with that. I, I, I would you know I'd agree with that. I think that is the usual suspects. I think that's I know, but that has there. to happen. A Frank Kaminsky, oh, big deal. No, no, I'm just there are a lot of guys like that. No, I mean, he, what I'm trying to say is who are who are the fringe guys that you're happy to see contributing uh, on a on a nightly basis, uh, seven out of the last eight. Who are the guys that are the fringe guys? Not that they're the guys, but you're like, okay, wow, Frank is really playing very well. Uh, Bridges is playing; he's really stepped up his game. I think to your point, Rock, it's it's fun to see both you know, both CP3 and Devin Booker healthy to lead that charge to show these guys and to hit those big buckets. I mean, CP3 hitting a couple big threes at the end of the game. The other thing I was impressed with was them going to the rack. And hitting the mid rangers and going to the going to the rim and Sean, you pointed this, pointed this and not have not having to rely on three pointers all the time. That was was impressive for me as them continuing going to the rim or shooting a yeah, you know, I mean, ten to fifteen. They, it got a little dicey down the stretch. I mean, CP three, he, he the last time he hit a three was with seven plus minutes left on the clock. So it's not like it was right down the stretch. As a matter of fact, well, he hit four last. As night. Matter of fact, they missed a handful down the stretch that kind of made it more interesting. Afterwards, one twenty four to nineteen. Chris Paul misses a jumper. Booker misses a jumper. Uh, you know, and on the other end, they start hitting. On Jay the, Crowder's three at the end was so key. Yeah, yeah you know, and then Booker once. When Booker, when he misses that free throw, you tell me, tell me you didn't think. <laughs> I was, I was a Damn. game over. Is it right? Yeah. So it was. But they, they hung on. They, they, they held not on. Not the same old Suns, is it? Hey, and and like Crowder hit, tipping that rebound. I mean, hitting it way out to to Booker to get that three. I mean, just little things like that, keeping the ball active. So I think and Crowder his experience would have been nice if we had a fifth choice on the. Uh, it's your call question. Yeah, but I think you expect him to kind of be that guy. That do you? I, I I feel I do you know consistently. I mean he's not going to have big numbers you, every night, but he is. Right, Monty, I think, I think presence, not, hasn't really figured out. I think he's, maybe now he's trying to figure out where to use him. Well, I think that he's his presence, his defense, his maturity, his this is what we have to do to close the game. Is I think that's his biggest role right now in that locker room at practice. What do you need to do to beat a team like Milwaukee or or Boston or Philadelphia coming up? I, I think those are. Some of the things I look at Crowder because he's been there and done that, obviously. But I just look at the little things like the you know the the, the kick out and hitting the three at the right time and having that that mentality of rebounding and, and boxing out and, and just again 
all the the designated roles that these guys have. It's it's fun to see, obviously, when they win, but it's fun to see on a consistent basis. Yeah, they 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 kind of lucked out at the end. Let's call it like it is. You, you come on, yeah, you, what I'm, are you? Hey, oh, yeah, both no, of listen, you guys, listen. you guys have been. You guys have sold me on this team. You should be. This is a tremendous win. I'm just saying it got a little dicey last year. But it got got a little lucky at the end of the game. But they were leading most of that game. They were. No, they had to make a fourth quarter. They were. They had to make a comeback to get in it in the fourth quarter. But fourth quarter, they kind of were, you know, they were up by six with a few minutes left. I mean, it was, yeah, you just didn't, you. The past Suns teams would have would would have would have struck exactly. out. They would have they would have let it go. I'm 100 yeah. percent with you. That, but they, you know they, they they did their damnedest to, to try and let well, it go at yeah. times last night. And Forbes, I'll tell you that much. But they, tremendous basketball game. Not taking anything away from them. I'm just saying it got a little dicey. I'm watching that game last night. I got a little tight. Not gonna lie. Well, you get up by they get up by 12 so, at halftime. So what does that mean? It means you just get a little tight. You just get you like a little tight. I mean, what gets tight? Just the boxer briefs a little, uh, <laughs> yeah. little, little sticking might, together. You might stand up a little bit <laughs> while you're watching the game. You know, because I think your definition, Crespin, is different than what Minucci's would be. <laughs> it is. <laughs> gotta be. Gotta be. Take a deep breath and let it. Just oh man. Exhale. Yeah. Hey, listen. Now, now you got a couple days off, right? Yeah. Hoping maybe you can get a little, little bit more healthy and. Uh, and another big game coming up with the Nets on Saturday. I mean, but but you get a couple days to rest and feel good about yourself. But on to the next one, right? Speaking of rest, the Arizona State Sunnyvale basketball teams had some rest, and I haven't heard you're wearing your you're wearing your Sun Devil shirt. And, Don't I, have, jinx it. and I have slacks on. And Don't I jinx have dress it. Yeah. Shoes and you got a haircut. And I got a haircut. What, so what does that tell you? There is a game scheduled. <laughs> We're playing basketball. There's tonight. three players that are still uh, sidelined, right? Correct. If I'm not mistaken, because yes. of COVID, they have won two in a row before having their last three games kind of wiped out due to this uh, this damn pandemic. pandemic. But 6-8, and 3-5 and five in a pack, Oregon tonight in Tempe. Yeah, they weren't allowed. They couldn't even practice, guys, until Monday. I think it was Monday, got their first full practice in, but Bobby Hurley says, you know, the rest may have done them good. They're, they, they feel like they're – he feels like they're looking good uh, in practice. But, again, it's practice. Talking about practice. Uh, <laughs> so we'll same. see how they turn it on on the floor. And to be perfectly <laughs> honest, i got to be perfectly honest with you. I haven't reached out to find out, and they don't release who the players are. As of right now, I'm going to show up to the arena tonight. I don't know which three players are out. You'll be okay. But we should be fine. Uh, I would hey, hope so. Uh, you know, a team that, that's in our backyard that we're not really giving a lot of love. I know Campus Quickies yesterday, I'm sure. But uh, this GCU team, which have missed three games as well recently because of the, the because of COVID. I mean, they're, it's unreal. They're, they've won eight straight. They're 12-3, yeah. 4-0 on the road. Now, 0-2 in neutral sites, but... You know, March 13th. March 13th is the last game of the season for these guys. I mean, that's when, uh, you know, that, that, that hopefully is the last game of the season because that would be, be the whack tournament final game in uh, in Las Vegas. It's unfortunate but, for them because they had such momentum winning back-to-back games against New Mexico mm-hmm. State only to be shut down for 20 days. ASU, that's, it, that's feels like we, it feels like ASU hasn't played in forever. It's been 12. They've been shut down for 20 days in terms of ga- last game to when they play Total. again. Yes. Uh, the last game was January 30th. Right. From, yeah. from their last game to when they play again, it'll be 20 days. That's a it's long well. time, especially once you had that momentum going. The last, absolute last thing you wanted if you were the lowest. Their game, Friday, their, their game Friday got canceled, which mm-hmm. was supposed to be at home. Uh, so they're still not going to be on the road until the, and they're not going to play till the nineteenth. Yeah, now that could change next week from Thursday. Next yeah, Thursday, but that yeah. could change. That could change. Just they could maybe add, you know, some games if need be. The stop start stop starts got to be difficult. That's when you see these coaches really 
really you know use their knowledge on how to get things flowing. By the way, Bobby ran some uh, suicides with them on Monday. <laughs> they had some extra suicides, and Bobby got in there just uh-huh. to kind of keep it fresh and yeah. run up and down the court with them. Anything to keep your guys moving forward. Anything. Got some new team owners that are at least depends on what websites you go to are fueling some of the hype as the NASCAR season starts and Daytona Super Bowl ratings, the lowest since 1969. The sports professor, Rick Horo, joins us next. This is what's trending on Fox Sports 910 Phoenix. ASU Hoops is back on the hardwood after a nasty coronavirus outbreak had the team sidelined. They will play Oregon tonight in... Time to talk about the business side of sports. Leading expert in the business of sports. Author of the new bestseller, The Sport Business Handbook. Host of Power of Sports and architect of over 100 deals worth billions in sports. The sports professor, Rick Horo, joins Rock and Manooch on Fox Sports 910. Tom Brady's 10th Super Bowl appearance outdrew all but one of his previous nine in Boston. No small feat given he no longer plays for that team there in Boston. Rick Horlow, the sports professor now on the right to the guest line here on Fox Sports 910. Rick, uh, this Tom Brady guy, pretty good, huh? Pretty good. Moves the needle. Pretty good with two teams, including the second team that he signed with on March 20th, and then we're in the middle of a lockdown, so Mm -hmm. he didn't get to practice with his team live in no preseason games. Then he has a couple of games to get set, and everybody said he's too old, he's outlived his usefulness, he <laughs> hates Arians, he can't stand Leftwich, the defense sucks, it's an awful team. So it took him a month or two to get settled, and then he said, all right, I'm better than anybody around the NFL. Uh, and then, by the way, he wins the MVP award, and he takes, which I've got to figure out whether it's really a replica and how many there are, Lombardi trophy and throws it in Tampa Bay, and but for Gronkowski's hands, it's still around. Yeah, I don't get that. And one other thing that he did, you know, he's such a big ambassador for Upper Armor or for Under Armor, and you know, he had the swoosh Nike on his on his T-shirt, and he covered it up during the ceremony. How smart a guy is this? This TB12. Well, listen, he's he is he's a he's a brand manager. You know, he's got his, his wife managing her own brand as, as a, you know, legitimate superstar in her own right. And he's doing it, he's doing it right. I, 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 I'll tell you what it does is ends any debate as to, uh, the, the football side of who's the best athlete ever. That, that's over. And then you can have some interesting discussions, which are all great, but non-substantive because there's no right answer to is this the best athlete ever? And, you know, is this, is Tom Brady today better than Babe Ruth was then? We don't know because there wasn't social media and all of that. But it is an inspiring discussion, and and uh, you know I can't see anybody other. And the reason I mentioned but Bob, uh, uh, Bob Bob Ruth is because he changed the name to Babe. Uh, the reason <laughs> I mentioned Babe Ruth is because you know you got you got the Red Sox and the Yankees there and, and those generations. But imagine the guy starting over, and and now for all of us old geezers. Uh, you know, why not try to play until 50? Well, that's stupid. Well, yeah, it's stupid that somebody's gonna, gonna be in 10 Super Bowls and, and, and you know, get a seventh ring. So, you know, you never, you never know. 
Rick, when you when you look at all the marketing that that Tiger did before his you know fall from grace, looks like he's coming back a little bit. Are you surprised Tom Brady doesn't do more marketing, um, more ads, more products per se? Well, I, I think it's the it's the personality. Um, you know, I, I I don't I don't know if this is the case, but there's got to be some discussion about um, how much is too much, and and uh, do, you know, do you need what is the equation where all of a sudden, it's taking so much time that it's it's not worth the extra millions. It's 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 relatively easy money because of his status, and I'm sure he's going to demand uh, larger pieces of equity than any other athlete. And so his endorsements are not just valued by personal appearances; it's by uh, by the uh, the future of the company. And so even with that metric. Uh, you, you know, if I'm if I'm managing Tom Brady, I would be extremely careful about the quality uh, of his time relative to the quality of life. And and you know, I I want him to stay healthy because I love to I love to see him play until sixty. You know, George Blanda. Yeah. Uh, everybody was talking forty eight as pops, but yeah. yeah, but he was a kicker. Yeah. He was a quarterback, but not when he was forty eight. And, and so it was it was. Uh, uh, you know, he wasn't a quarterback when he was 48. So, so the bottom line is that uh, this is some superhuman that I am glad that I am in, you know, a life where, where this guy's in it. I, I was uh, going to say it about Tiger, and, you know, we, we still haven't heard the last of Tiger, but, uh, you know, everybody admits that uh, maybe one, maybe two more, it would be great if he's, at two more majors, and then he's coming down 18, and you see Jack watching. I don't think that's po- a, a, a probable. It, it still might be possible with Tom Brady. You know, who, who's going to say he's limited with anything? And if anybody says it, he's an idiot. How about in reference to Bruce Arians, uh, head coach? And he's a little more gregarious, more outgoing, more seems uh, not quite as stoic as a lot of coaches that are out there. And in the National Football League, you don't see a lot of head coaches, but with his personality. Is it, will it take one more Super Bowl, or will somebody jump on him pretty quick to, to get some endorsements out there with his personality? Yeah, I'd love to see the kind of stuff that he would do because he's a little bit of a kind of a you know kind of an off color yes. kind of guy, jovial, but an incredible sense of humor. I've been around him, and he's obviously a really bright guy, and he relates to the players at that kind of level too. So I I think if people uh, wanted to jump on his bandwagon, uh, his bandwagon is is really good as far as uh, corporate opportunity. Uh, but, you know, us old guys in our, in our 60s, people don't understand. It's like fine wine when we age. It's, uh, but also we, you know, we like the, the uh, astronomical amount that I charge per appearance on your show. Yes. You know, most people can't afford it. Oh, wow. Well, I'm a, I'm a, I have a whole stack of invoices. I forgot to send them, sorry. No, it must be no, my age. No. Well, yeah, just make sure you keep going to that P.O. box, all right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, right. Hey, uh, yeah. hey, you know, Rick, we're trying to make sense of this Arizona Cardinals pre-season, or off-season, I should say, coming up and, and where the salary cap may or may not be. We know there's a floor of 175, but we also know it definitely isn't going to go up by the $10 million we've seen each of the last seven years. You know people, Rick. Come on, where's it going to be? Because we're trying to make sense of this, this Cardinals off-season, and we need, to, we need to know, where's the salary cap going to land? <laughs> it's going to be somewhere between where it should be uh, and and where – it was, I think, uh, you know, and uh, of course that's a non-answer. Thank you, but, Governor. But I, but I do think, yeah, how's that? Is that good? Yeah. That, that, that's right. And, and 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 we're all coming back to uh, post-vaccine, and here's the exact opening date. We don't know that either. So, uh, you know, and, and what all the teams are doing, 
is they're also dealing with an equal amount of uncertainty. And this year is one that we never had before off season because, you know, last off season we still weren't really pandemic to the point of signing players. We were well on our way until we got the number. And, and this year, we don't know what the number's going to be, but everybody's in the same boat. And so we're all jousting with players, and, of course, we're going to have some opportunities to maneuver. Some teams will realize that they're, it's too expensive, so they'll go the draft route. and other, other teams will go the free agent route. And I think this year will be probably the most incredible offseason we've ever had because we have you know many, many, many quarterbacks that feel like we're going to play musical chairs with those teams. He's Rick Coro, the sports professor. You can follow him on Twitter at Rick Coro. Rick, what what Mark Cuban did with the Mavs and not wanting to you know play the national anthem prior to the game was that a test? Was he just he wanted to get he wanted to get the, the the public's perception as well as if there'd be a backlash of sponsors and everything along those lines? You think that that could have been a, a reason, one of his reasons? Well, you never know with 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 Mark Cuban because he's a he's a showman. Um, you know, he's the he's the the uh, uh, you know celebrity, a reality guy who made it and then continued to make it. We've had we've had somebody in the White House like that. But but this situation is one where uh, you could easily you know talk to the sponsors and do some polling. Uh, and I don't know if he if he did and therefore felt like it was okay to test and then got shot down. Uh, but but obviously it's a wake up call that he was prepared to give up. Uh, once he saw what the response was. And, uh, you know, maybe it's also a test to see how the players, not only his players, but other players would have responded to that, although it's probably not the right time to do that, to be honest, if that's what the motivation. But Rick, you know, I think, keep guessing. And I think we were a little confused because he got the blessing from Adam Silver initially to do that, and then the next day the league came back and said, no, everybody will play their national anthem. Isn't Adam Silver the league, the spokesman? Did sponsors get a hold of other owners, or did the owners get a hold of Adam Silver? That was a confusing thing that really kind of came down from a lot of us, is that if you do that and you, you got the blessing from Adam Silver, isn't that the league per se? Well, that's part, partially the point. You know, all of this stuff is usually orchestrated very well, and I'm not, I'm not dumping on Adam Silver, but remember we had a a quick, uh, not a reversal, but a, uh, you know, let's look at different opinions as to how far the NBA was going to stand behind the Daryl Morey tweet a year and a half ago after the China reaction, which was probably swifter and more severe than anybody in the NBA thought. And a lot of people were caught surprised by the kind of reaction uh, by China than the NBA. So, uh, you know, these kind of things are all conditional, and you say, yeah, okay, but then you see what the reaction is, and things change. Rick, uh, we got about a minute, but Daytona 500 this weekend. I don't know. We're in a town that hosts two big races a year, and we have no buzz. No buzz for NASCAR, despite Pitbull and Michael Jordan now getting in the, getting in the sport. Uh, is it, do you see a change, or is it just maybe our market right now? Well, your market may be different. I don't know. I think probably NASCAR is still in its you know issue of how to come out of the pandemic with sponsorship. You know, it's a testament to the PIR folks that you have two races and you've had a championship, and there was a lot of discussion about making sure 
that uh, Phoenix becomes kind of the next big destination. And uh, I know when I was working with the NASCAR folks in ISC, they were throwing a lot of goodwill into the whole renovation of the track. And the no buzz is fairly unfortunate. We have some time now to try to figure it out. But, but uh, you know, after the Super Bowl, maybe it's just we have the, such a glut of sports and maybe everybody is still kind of disappointed that they were ready to come back in droves, but the vaccine uh, distribution and the variant won't let them. So I'm still not prepared to do a bake sale for any sports until we maybe look at the summer and figure out how long it's going to take for people really to come back. And if it's going to take a long time and if the Olympics are in jeopardy, then we might start worrying. But I'm not worried yet. If Rick's not worried, we're not worried. That's right. Thank you, Rick. As always, we appreciate you, man. Have well, a good my week. Only, my only worry continues to be to get that darn parking space spot. But, well, I can you know, tell you. It, it's never going to happen. Well, I can tell you, you know, under the circumstances, I, I get you all the parking you need right now. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I, no I, problem. You, you tell me what facility, I'll get, and I'll get you, you know, <laughs> no right up front. Problem. Right yeah. up front. Hey, Not a problem. As usual with you, too little, too late. Oh, <laughs> good point. Yeah. Thank you, Rick. Thanks, Rick. Hey, follow me on Twitter at Rick Coro. Coming up, uh, Tom Brady uh, saw a different side of him, got drunk allegedly, at the uh, Tampa Bay Victory Boat Parade yesterday. And uh, the it's it's out. According to America, he is the greatest athlete of all time. And I'll tell you more about that next. If the previous year left your bank account on injured reserve, keep listening to Fox Sports Night. So Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had the Victory Boat Parade yesterday. And if you saw some of the video videos, you saw Tom Brady stumbling around. <laughs> Looked like he had a few. He's normal, I guess, huh? And he even went on Twitter and said that uh, nothing to see here, just a little avocado tequila. Avocado, avocado tequila. tequila. I know they made avocado tequila. I know they got different flavors for vodka. He, but not he wrote it. He wrote it in like a drunk person voice. Yeah, so like oh, you okay. have to read it out. Yeah, yeah it was uh, just a L I T all lowercase and a capital T L E. Have a never mind. Yeah. <laughs> he also said not no nutting to see her. Just <laughs> yeah, drunk number but stupid. Texting. One of the best videos is by far is is him. That being Tom Brady on a boat throwing the Lombardi across the water to Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> So three touchdowns now. It was yeah. like twenty-five foot too. Like that was. Did yeah. you see the? You saw the video. Watch out, Mike! Grab it. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait! Hold on, Mike! Hey guys, take me! Watch out! He caught it right there. Yes. <laughs> Classic. I mean, it's it's just awesome. It, I seeing him get kind of. When he's walking out, yeah, leaving the parade, get some and, help. And he's got that uh, buddy of his kind of being a good him. buddy. He looked like you know? a drunk Scottsdale girl getting kicked out of bevy. I thought he looked like a guy leaving the waste management Phoenix Open. <laughs> he did. I mean, that's what it looked <laughs> like outside. And you got all the media there, and it's like, and with some help. I mean, that's more of a that's what you see. I don't know what the bevy scene is. I mean, nobody listening really goes to that place because everybody's a lot older than you, Alex. But Phoenix <laughs> Open people can relate. I've seen some rich old men there. 
<laughs> You're on you the know, prowl. It's, it's interesting. He's probably gone like that many times, but for him to be that way in public, I people got to go. I really doubt that. Oh, man. I'm sure he's gotten liquored up before. Uh, I really doubt oh, like I, that. Are you kidding oh, me? Not to Michigan. I mean, come on. Oh, I'm sure. But he's, I, I'm after just, other Super well, not in public. And it doesn't happen very often. Yeah, he's, exactly. He's, well, he's known for not drinking ever. Yeah. yeah. Throughout yeah, the years, he won't, whole he won't point. touch anything. Yeah, yeah, I don't think you're right, Manuch. I think you're absolutely I, I wrong. Think, I think that he's probably, I'm sure he's gotten that way before, but not to the point of somebody helping him and walking him down. I think there's probably another side that we don't see in Tom Brady. I think we saw I a, don't, glimpse, a glimpse of that I don't, yesterday. I don't. I don't. I think every, I think the goat is the goat, and there's a reason why he is the goat, and that's one of the reasons he doesn't drink. He's He's got his, he's got his you-know-what together. Well, I think once he makes his rounds on all the Late night shows. That'll be one of the questions. Uh, right. Tom, how many times you know, have you gotten that where you've had to help you know, move around? So BetOnline.ag created a uh, a goat map that they uh, they gathered through geotagging t- on Twitter data from all of last week. So more than one hundred thirty thousand tweets were geotracked, including hashtags, direct keyword phrases about which athletes are the best or the greatest of all time or ever. So the findings show that Tom Brady had support in 20 states. Mm -hmm. Not all of them. He had 20 in Arizona was one of them. But, of course, Massachusetts and, you know, it, it, Rhode Island, New Hampshire, Vermont, Maine, a lot of northeastern type. You know, northeast. Yeah, yeah, northeastern East. seaboard, northeast. Uh, yeah, but yeah. Nebraska, South Dakota, North Dakota, Montana, Alaska. Michael Jordan got eleven states: Illinois, of course, Iowa, Missouri, Arkansas, Oklahoma, Kansas, Mississippi, Alabama, North Carolina, New York, Utah. LeBron got eleven as well. He got Ohio, Kentucky, Tennessee, Georgia, New Jersey. Uh, Serena Williams got four. Connecticut, Minnesota, Washington, and Maryland. Big, big, you know, women's sports, WNBA. Peyton Manning got Indiana. Aaron Rodgers got Wisconsin. Joe Montana got California. And John Elway got Colorado. You know, you you think of, I I think of him as one of the best football player uh, to ever play. As far as best athletes, I just think of, you think of so many. I, I think of Michael Jordan being up there. You think of the Brady's and Jordan, but as far as complete athlete, you know, their sport aside, as far as how much they had to do, I think of Jordan as probably that. I would, I would have him ranked higher as far as athlete. You have bet, Michael Jordan ahead of Tom Brady? As far as athlete, pure athlete versus, you know, he's the best basketball player. Brady's the best football yeah, player. Michael the, Jordan played professional baseball. You know, he was. Tom probably could, could have probably played baseball, he too. He was a baseball player. He I know was. Montana was a baseball player yeah. as well. So I think when you look and you kind of break it down, you look at, Football category, basketball, and that type of thing. I mean, there's a lot of phenomenal Olympic athletes that were out there as well, too. Time for our Revitalized Weight Loss on this day in sports and pop culture. RevitalizedWeightLoss.com. Revitalized Weight Loss, proud partner of your Phoenix Suns. On this day, just two years ago, Kyler Murray, the ninth overall pick in the 2018 amateur draft by the Oakland A's, announced that he's given up baseball to concentrate on becoming an NFL quarterback. He originally committed to baseball, accepted the $4.66 million signing bonus from the A's, but his plans changed after he had such a great junior year there at the University of Oklahoma. Saw him win the Heisman as the best college football player, and then he declared for the draft and was the number one pick. Well, a guy like that, 
what an athlete. You just wonder if yeah. he's after two, three, four, five years with the Cardinals, if he commits to that. But I cannot see him wanting. I could see him wanting to try to play both, but you can't. You can't play baseball and football at the same time. I haven't been paying attention to the headlines recently, have you, where he's mentioned it twice. No, I know that, but I... interviews that he still misses the game of baseball. He's been on national shows. We talked about it. No, I know that, but I'm trying to say that's what I'm following up with here, guys, is that he can't do that. I mean, there's no way a quarterback in the National Football League is going to be able to do both I don't know why you keep saying that. If he wants to, he will. Okay, but I think the Cardinals will let him. Number one, you're under contract. Number two, you are you don't want to get hurt. Number three, you you're this. the starting well, quarterback. When, when is an athlete not got what he wanted in in, in uh, professional sports? When it sports says now. in your contract, yeah, uh, okay. that you they, can't they, go they do works. this, 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 this. You and can't this. get out of your contract. Well, let me. Well, ask, you want to get out of your contract? Guys want to get traded all the but time. But let me let me tell you why you can't as a quarterback. Uh, you know, it worked for a Deion Sanders. It worked for a Bo Jackson. If you remember, with Bo Jackson, he didn't even report to the Raiders until uh, late October when the baseball season was done. Never reported until then. Uh, when it came to Deion Sanders, he would try to do both at the same time. As a quarterback, you can't do that. No, you, no, you, you can't. can't be away from the facility like that. You can, remember when Deion played two games in one day and they flew him by helicopter in Atlanta over to the Falcons and. Hey, you, that that won't hey, work. The Brian George of the so world. It's safety, one or the other at quarterback. Bo Jackson, anybody receiver, deep whatever. Your quarterback, he's he's going to be a huge part of the off season, a huge part of the OTAs, a huge part of what you want to do to set yourself up, and then a huge part of training camp. He can't be gone at doing a game in baseball in the spring, and then in summer when you're putting part of your game plan in and trying to get everybody acclimated, especially if you're bringing draft choices and, and free agents. You want your quarterback there. To go and get you ready for the next season. Real quick, uh, 1999, or excuse me, 1990, Buster Douglas. He was a 35 to 1 underdog, and he knocked out Mike Tyson in the 10th round to win the undisputed heavyweight championship. Um, what else do we have here? Uh, oh, yeah, Dick Cheney accidentally uh, shot his uh, quail hunting partner. Yeah. I remember that. Just happened to. Just in the face. Yeah. Ouch. Gosh. Yeah. Where know where your guys are when you're out quail hunting and or pheasant hunting. That's that's the number one thing. Know where your other guys are in your line. Okay, we're gonna recap on the waste management Phoenix Open as Scott Jenkins will join us and Connor Garland of your Arizona Coyotes all coming up. Qualifying ratios, revolving liability, truth and lending, simple interest as opposed to It had been a while since we've seen an eagle, and how about Brooks? Look at this card in this back nine. How about Brooks Kepka? And that 17, or excuse me, that uh, eagle on 17. Had three birdies in the final six holes. Allowed him to jump from five shots back. Entering the final round, he shoots a, a closing 65 and wins at the same place he claimed his first PGA Tour title back in 2015. Of course, we're talking about just across the street from where we're at here at Wright Toyota on Franklin Wright Boulevard, the Waste Management Phoenix Open. And one of the reasons why the tournament actually uh, won off, and that is because of our next guest, the Waste Management Phoenix Open tournament chairman, Scott Jenkins, joins us now on Fox Sports 910. Scott, so uh, I'm just curious, did you like sleep to like 2 or 3 on Monday, just get to sleep in after uh, all the hours you had to put in, in last week? Uh, it wasn't 2 or 3, but there definitely was a sleep in on Monday. A little <laughs> surreal waking up, and I'm like, God, I don't have anything to do today. <laughs> <laughs> now, now you get to go back to work, right? Now you got to go back to your real job. Exactly. Hey, hey Scott, I know it was a uh, – it, it was, man, a – 
bumpy ride to get to where you got to uh, this past week. But uh, what stands out the most as you kind of reflect on, on on all the 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 bumps in the road, you know, with the PGA and with the state and with the government and everything, just to get this thing to to go off. You know, I think that the biggest thing was just the the cooperation amongst all the parties you just listened, and really a commitment to, to to just see it out instead of anybody panicking early on and just pulling the plug. I think we just stayed in constant communication and just said, "Hey, let's just see where this is in, in the beginning of February, uh, and, and see if we're able to pull this off." And and you know, the PGA Tour was really asking us to go first. And lay the the ground, you know, groundwork for future tournaments, uh, you know, as we hopefully start having events and and people in seats. So, uh, very very proud, very rewarding, yet extremely uh, exhausting, uh, you know, over the last nine months. Scott, what was what was the biggest challenge for you and the balance of the Thunderbirds? What was that one thing? That now this will hopefully be once in a lifetime. This pandemic, hopefully by next year, it's, it's behind us. But what was that biggest challenge you guys are proud that you could overcome? You know, just trying trying to do the right thing. Um, you know, we didn't panic as a group. Uh, trust me, there's plenty of opportunities to do so, you know, just with how COVID has affected our community and, you know, the tremendous spikes and, you know, valleys. And, you know, it wasn't always the most popular thing to, to go forward with the tournament, but just kind of staying true to our plan. And, and we knew that, you know, once we had a good plan in place and that was approved by the tour in the city of Scottsdale, that we would execute on it. You know, there's not a better host organization on the planet, uh, you know, to run a tournament. And so I, I really wasn't worried once we got the green light, but it was just, you know, we were on the tarmac for so long, so once we got in the air, you know, I felt pretty comfortable that we would land it. Every year, the, I think the chair tries to add something somewhere within the tournament, right? This year, you weren't necessarily able to do that. So uh, what, if there's one thing you can point to that you're proud that you were able to at least pull off, what would that be? You know, just the tournament. Uh, you're right. I mean, <laughs> the tournament I, itself. That's pretty big. I right? had, yeah, I, I had grand plans, um, you know, really starting last year as the assistant tournament chair to do a bunch of cool things and kind of take us to even further levels. And, you know, within 30 days of being handed the keys, it was very apparent that that was not going to happen. And, you know, instead of kind of doing the pity party, it was really, hey, this is an opportunity to make a difference, to, to bridge us you know, into 2022, um, try to be in a position where we can raise some money for charity, uh, you know, which it's, it's, everybody understands that the need is as great as it ever has been. And if we can do that, that was going to be enough. And, you know, and, and I'll get taken care of by our, uh, our, our guy next year, Michael Golding, with, you know, some of the stuff that you miss as tournament chair, whether it's your kids being standard bear or things like that. Um, but at the end of the day, just proud that, you know, the other thing is the community listened. You know, that, that was another concern of, hey, as soon as the gates open, you sort of lose control of, you know, fan behavior. But, you know, I think we did a pretty good job setting the message that, hey, this is not a typical crazy open. You know, we can still have a good time and enjoy the beautiful weather, but do it in a safe and responsible manner and really kind of be an example of how you do things, you know, going forward. Scott, what was the uh, the feedback from afar, those that watched it with the beautiful weather you had? And you had Jordan Spieth make a run there. She had some star prior there. Steve Stricker for a lot of the older folks watching him being in. And then Bruce Brooks Kepka. Here he is chipping in at 17, as Rock alluded to, for the Eagle. I mean, it couldn't have gotten any better. What was some of that feedback from afar from a lot of those, whether it be players or other tournaments, watching you guys? I mean, it was no secret, you know, just being active on social media and different things that, you know, 
friends and family across the country knew this was my year. And, and I would just tell you that the, the most rewarding thing from that was just the text messages and the emails that I got, you know, during the week and even since then. Just, you know, everyone thought with watching on TV, people wearing masks, you know, it wasn't the normal craziness. And, and like you said, the leaderboard couldn't have been better. So, I mean, we locked out on all facets, 72 and sunny all week. Uh, you know, the leaderboard was ridiculous. And, you know, we crowned a great champion, and we'll love to see him back next year. Scott Jenkins, we're finishing up with the, with the Waste Management Phoenix Open Tournament Chairman for the past event. So what, what what's next for you as as a Thunderbird? I mean, well, how does how does this you, 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 you hand off the, uh, the keys? You know, how, do, how does it work from here? Yeah, the keys have already been handed off uh, gladly to uh, Dr. <laughs> Mo- Dr. Michael Golding is our tournament chair for next year. Uh, he's already had his first meeting with staff on Monday. Wow. Uh, and, and really kind of, you know, starting his, his journey towards 2022. And, you know, I get the benefit of being the, the big chief, which really heads up the entire organization next year. Um, you know, so people keep saying, hey, you're glad you're done. Well, I'm not totally done. It's just not as, you know, time-consuming as being the tournament chair. So I get the benefit of going to a lot of the check cutting presentations and, you know, talking to find folks like you just about our, our Thunderbird Charities activities and, you know, a lot of that good stuff. Is there, do they give you like a red badge of courage for what you went through and what you did? I mean, there's got to be some kind of special award for you, Scott, when you really think about this. I mean, and, and I want to know, how much of this did you chronicle um, as you went throughout her journal uh, with this very special thing that, I mean, hey, 50 years from now, they might publish it or put something up there that talked about this pandemic we went through in 2020 and 2021? You know, I, the, the reward was, you know, just being selected to be the tournament chair. It's a great honor, you know, to, to lead the group. And, you know, whatever your year is, it, it is. And, you know, I was just proud to – I mean, we have such a fantastic staff. I mean, that's where it all starts, you know, with our staff that's been – you know, running this tournament really for the last 20 years. And then just the, the group of individuals that make up the group were behind me. And, you know, that, that's a reward enough. And, you know, as far as Chronicles, you know, I thought about it. I'm not a big diary person. or And, and I thought about it. But, you know, at the time I was like, this is just so hard and yeah. so depressing <laughs> on so many. Like, I don't know if I really want to go back and read it. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, I had that. Like, I don't, you know, it was just... I mean, you, you, obviously with the spike in the summer, and, I mean, it's affected all of us in so many different ways, and we all know people have lost people and or, or had a terrible bout with it. And, you know, th- this is one where it's like I'm happy it's over, I'm proud that we pulled it off, but it's time to move on and get this in the rearview mirror and, you know, have Bird's Nest and have the 200,000 fans, you know, and really get back on track so we can drive some money to charity. Well, Scott, we appreciate you making yourself accessible to us. I mean, it's throughout this this whole year, and and to to the volunteers that were out there, and to the the support staff and the Thunderbirds. I mean, it was a great event. I mean, I think the folks that did go out there, like myself, I was fortunate. Thank you, as you know, Scott. And just to to be out there was amazing. And five thousand fans, two hundred thousand fans, just to see golf. And I think a lot of people got to see golf for the first time in many many years, which was kind of nice. That was a treat. I think job well done, Scott. Yes, absolutely. Guys, appreciate the sport all year, and uh, you know, again, thanks again. Don't hey, so don't big league us now that you, you're the big chief, right? I mean, we still get access to you, right? No, for sure. Anytime you want, Jack. All right, thanks, buddy. That's Appreciate on tape. It. That's Got on it. tape. Scott Jenkins, he's the waste management. Big chief.
for 2022 as it'll be back better than ever i'm sure uh look forward to uh what will uh what the the doc will have in store as the tournament director coming up you know it's it's just interesting when he talks about it more and more you, you can hear in his voice just getting it the tournament on just getting the tournament on and just uh, aside from everything else just adhering and then getting the the uh, you always forget about the blessing from the city you know, the city of Scottsdale had to bless this event, and you and forget about that in the PGA. Yeah. And you yeah. go, oh, yeah, that's right. You can do all you can do, but if you don't have their blessing or having them move it forward for you, you've got absolutely nothing. So job well done, Scott Jenkins. Wow. So with the victory, uh, Brooks Kepka he uh, got some first-place money, which the payout was $1.314 million. The overall purse that was handed out by the Waste Management Phoenix Open was $7.3 million. So the weather, as you said, Manoj, was just absolutely perfect. And I was fortunate to go out there on third, well, excuse me, Wednesday and Friday. And uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, I know it wasn't the... 200,000 people. The only sad part about it, I, I think, is is, is what, what, what's unfortunate is the amount of money that they do raise. Right, right. Because it's $10 million plus. Sure, I sure. mean, this is probably, maybe it was a million. I don't know. What kind of vibe did you feel when you are out there? Just you could go wherever you wanted? Just just like, uh, I guess I'm curious. From well, the only, thing I did, do. the only thing I did not like, because it was not on private property, and, it, you know, it's it's... The federal mandate from uh, you know the president of the United States that you got to wear a mask, you know, uh, when you're walking a golf course outside. Mm-hmm. I, I really struggle with that mm-hmm. and with the the mask police, and you know that has nothing to do with the waste management, open people, or the or the you know Thunderbirds. But that was just something they had to they had to adhere they to. Adhere and, to, yeah. And it was it sucked. I mean, for them, for I'm smoking a cigar, <laughs> and, you know, and they're you know, hey, put your mask up. You know, it's like. And I'm on a hole, like hole number, like, I don't know, 12, which is on the other side. There's nobody around. There may have been 10 people on that entire hole from tee box to green. And you got to have your mask And on. you were socially distanced, I'm sure. Oh, my gosh. 10, 20, 30, 30 yards. feet. Yeah, you would think at least he'd allow you to smoke a cigar and just put it back on. Or drink a beer, which you could do, but, you know. Anyway, hey, coming up, got some police blotter. Got a lot of it. Uh, as we got uh, cops in uh, in Florida busting a guy for standing by the road with his <clears throat> hanging out, we got we got some good stuff today. This is uh, the police blotter. Also, Connor Gardner is going to join us here in yes. about fifteen. It's Rocket Miniature Crespin from Right Toyota here on Fox Sports Nine Ten. Tomorrow on The Drive, Matt Miller joins us to break down his most recent seven-round mock draft. Should the Cardinals go O-line deep? Welcome back to Rock Minute with Crispin out here at Wright Toyota. Great to catch up with Scott Jenkins and put a wrap on the on the Waste Management Phoenix Open. Hopefully next year they'll get a chance to right. go ahead and make sure that all the that money gets back out. We there. completely agree with all that, uh, Manoush, But you're, you're you're burying the lead here. Why are we playing Bruce? Bruce? I don't know why are we playing Bruce. Bruce? Because well, Rock told me to. Oh, that's, that's, right. that's what I'm that's what I'm getting well, at, Alex. It's well, love the, the song. Jeep pulled at Super Bowl ad featuring the boss. Right. Oh, they did off of YouTube after it was uh, revealed that uh, sadly he was arrested for drunk driving in Jersey back in November. Oh, ouch. So uh, Jeep says it's uh, pausing the ad until the facts come out. Yeah, that's a police blotter there. I, I think um, you just hope he is cooperative and it was all good and uh, not not a good look. I like the ad, quite frankly. You know, to yeah. 
It was, you know, depending. I think I think it's reunited well, it like five States. minutes long. It was probably felt like it. I think it was just a good minute. I love Jeeps. I got a yeah. Jeep, but I just uh. seeing Bruce Springsteen as a as a uh, on a ranch. The cowboy hat just didn't seem to fit. Does as far Bruce, as him, does, does he land in these days? What I mean by that is like, does anybody care what Bruce Springsteen has to say in a commercial? Is that too harsh? I mean, I, I, no, I don't think Bruce so. Bruce Springsteen. When was the last time he was Where relevant? To anybody, He's still relevant. To anybody, icon. to anybody under the age of fifty. Well, uh, you know, I think people. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think I get more credit age wise. Do you, do you but get what I, I'm saying? He's still the boss. He still still puts on four hour shows. I think I mean, his music's relevant. I love him. From twenty five to ninety five. Twenty five. No, I think I my age group you're... is the last one that has. I will say thirty memories. I'll of. say me forty plus. But don't you think that that song would be it would be enjoyed by the millennial? Well, Born to Run, great song. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so there's songs like, but, you that know, he would doesn't mean that millennials want to listen to it. No, I know, but I mean, or him like certain, a message. Yeah, like oh, who's this old guy? Right. He's in his seventies. you that was simple. People had to ask. Well, that demographic was like, and I think a lot of folks. Like myself, when they saw him with the cowboy hat and on a ranch, when I went, Jeep, I get it. Is he kind of a is he a wrangler and you know out of New Jersey? Did that piece didn't seem to fit too much, but I thought the message was was good. He's a, he's always been a, a jeans, t shirt, boots guy. Yeah, but out of New Jersey, how many? Uh, West, that's where how many cowboys from. come out of New Jersey? Minuch. Since the '60s, he's wore jeans and a t-shirt. Oh, I know that. Boots. I know that. That's his look. But I've never seen a cowboy hat, or I've never seen. Have you ever a seen horse. him in person? Never seen him in person. Yeah. Okay. Oh, would love to. I have about person. ten times. But okay, that he's boots had, on. He's, yes, that's like my boy just said. Ten times at least. Yeah, really. really? I, would I grew up in New him. Jersey. I would love to see him, but never had a chance. You've seen to him out here a couple times. Oh, I'm, a, I'm a Bruce fan. Oh, I when too. you grow up, when you grow up in that that neck of the woods, it's you know the East Coast vintage. They, you know, we have good music, especially in the in, in the, in the early mid seventies. <laughs> what do you got here? Refreshments, gin blossoms. They are they are Arizona's Garage Band. Yeah, the gin blossoms. They're pretty. If good. there's an event, they're Jimmy there. World, Jimmy World, Jimmy yeah, World. Not a pretty bad. big band. Yeah. Alice Cooper, uh, Alice yeah, Cooper, yeah. Cortez Heisel. Jordan Legend, Jordan Sparks. Wasn't she from here too? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm just saying. Just there's a few folks that we could. could We're claim. missing some. I know we are. I know, but you wish Nickelback was from here, but they're from Canada, I think. I, I think Lincoln Park's music. from here. I don't think Lincoln Park's from here. Chester Bennington is from here. I know that for sure. Mm-hmm. So he went to he went to Greenway. Yeah, all right. he's a he's a he's a Packer. Yeah, I don't I don't understand what all the the rough is of with Nickelback. I enjoy some of their music. I enjoy some of their songs. Yeah. I like the guy's voice, it's kind of a unique joke. voice. That that right there is the rub. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Is, is it the is. guy's voice? No, never mind. Yeah, it's man. over your head. Never hey, mind. Uh, the cops in Florida busted a guy for standing. This is more police blotter. By standing by the road with his junk hanging out on Monday, because he told them he was he was protesting for civil rights by showing his junk to traffic. He was arrested for exposure of uh, sexual organs. Oh what the hell God. is wrong with you? That's not cool. Some kind of is that staying the right of free speech or staying, something? Uh, staying along what those the lines hell? didn't work apparently. No. You know that the Super Bowl streaker. You know, you've you've seen the story. It, it's come out, but we have maybe maybe you haven't heard from him. But he claims he bet fifty grand uh, that there would be a, a streaker during the game and ended up winning three hundred seventy four thousand dollars. The streaker did. It's not clear if he's really telling the truth, but here he is uh, telling uh, a station in Lakeland, Florida, WLLD, uh, what he did uh, to make this happen. Once we came up with this idea to do this, I called one of my friends, and he goes, I wonder if there's a prop bet for that. So we started searching uh, Bovada, 
Bavada prop that was plus seven fifty for a fan to run onto the field. So I immediately started calling every single person I know and asked them to set up an account with Bavada and place this bet for me. I did as many as I can, and with the difference, we made a, about three hundred seventy thousand dollars. How about that? that? That's the only if way. If this is but what true, is this trespassing? What's he thousand dollars is what the internet says. But again, that's the internet. Uh, that's what was on. And then they'll have a record there it, in Tampa. Okay, the, uh, right. you know what do you call it? Where and he's who knows he's, where he's from? And he's probably. made a ton of money. If, there'd be something behind it. If it's true, yeah, it had to be something. The only way you do that is if you had some money on it. Now, police officers in Beverly Hills, California, have started playing music when they see people filming them so that the videos will get flagged by the YouTube copyright filters. Now, that's something we deal with here on our show, that when we were streaming, when we were doing the Man Cave stuff, right. and we would play songs that, like a Bruce Springsteen song, it would get flagged on, on the Internet mm-hmm. because we don't have the copyright, you know, um, what do you call it, rights to, to, uh, to play it. So here's just a couple bits of what these cops are doing in, 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 in California. Sir, you're putting on music when I'm trying to talk to you. Can you turn that off? It's a little ridiculous. Can you please turn that off? It's I'm a... just trying to see how many people are watching us. Since I get you can't it. answer my simple question, I tried to find it myself. It's not on there, right? Well, it's not. Apparently you turned it off. What are you doing by playing music? What? Why are you playing music? Well, then turn down your music. Yeah, then turn down your music. That doesn't make sense, does it? Maybe you should put your body cam on. Maybe the body cam should have been on earlier. We're in an active crime scene, right? There's a chopper in there. Sergeant Fair's no body cam. I'm done. Done with you. It's brilliant. Good job, you liberals in California. <laughs> I love it. Good job, police. Putting it out there like that. That's well, awesome. You make sure the body cam is on 24-7. I freaking love it. I mean, it's just, just smart. Any way to get back at some of these people out there that are just ridiculous you got to film these cops you know, it's like come on it's all they do you know, there's people that just want to go out there and film cops I, I think the one thing they're doing is the cops are doing i think a better job of filming themselves and i think that that's yeah. one thing that they are doing better and they want those those body cams on all the time to suffice they for need some to be of the accountable post-time. they need to be accountable to well, question, sure, absolutely please. and i think they're doing and a much I think better 99 percent of them are yes, you know, there yeah there are some bad 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 cops out there i'm sure but and we've seen those over the last year and it's created some great some major chaos in our city but uh coming up um the uh we do want to get into the rock and roll hall of fame nominees are out uh we lost uh the founder of uh of a magazine manooch man i know you had lots of copies i did not but my roommate did is it penthouse my roommate did much worse (laughs) it was i got a story about that when we get to it really yeah i do Mm mm-hmm you, hey. didn't, you didn't hide him like yeah, under, no, under, no. Your, under your bed? No, Like no. most young kids, I boys? Never, 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 never. Or in my case, in the backyard in my treehouse, yep. hitting there. But I had a roommate at K-State that was, uh, yeah, we'll get into that. He just, Really into ooh. the pornography, huh? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, to, to wallpaper a wall with it was pretty interesting. <laughs> hey, stop me if you heard this one before. The Coyotes are going to play the St. Louis Blues coming up tomorrow. <laughs> Last five games. Our next guest, three goals, four assists. They've won four of five. Connor Garland next. What's trending on Fox Sports 910 Phoenix? Devin Booker scored 30 points as the Suns edged the Thunder 125-124 to at home. 
Yanis Adedo. Hit the post. Rebound. They score. Connor Garland. Great play by the Schmoltz, Keller, and Garland line. Schmoltz setting up Keller in front for the redirect. It goes off the right post, but Garland is there to put it by the helpless Bennington. And the Coyotes have tied the game 1-1. That's Heater with the call. As the Yotes will be back on the ice on Friday, that being tomorrow, 7 o'clock, and then again 6 o'clock on Saturday, and then a little matinee on Monday at 2 o'clock. You hear all those games, of course, right here on Fox Sports 9-10. As the uh, Yotes are, i got a seven-game series right now with <laughs> yes, the St. Louis Blues. Got some playoff action. Connor Garland, big part of the success, winning four of five. He joins us now on the right to a guest line. Connor Rock, Minuch, and Crespin, what are you doing on your day off? Um, oh, we skated. We skated this morning, but uh, right now I live on the back of a Starfire golf course. So I'm just watching some people triple and double bogey all day yeah. in, my, in my porch. Well, you probably see me there a lot because I'm probably doing the same thing. I play that course quite a bit. Hey, Connor, before we get into uh, the, the team right now, we know you're a big football fan, especially a Tom Brady fan. Uh, what can you say about him and, and winning uh, another Super Bowl? Yeah, I mean, you can't you can't say enough good things. Obviously, uh, I'm somebody that copied what he was doing. Not not to the uh, tenth degree that he does it, but you know, I take my diet and you know my body serious because of you know because of uh, going to his gym and, and learning from some of his trainers. And um, I think the one thing that separates him is he's just a winner. I think he just you know I was saying when we were watching the game, you know, he knows when you know they just can't have a three and out, or he knows when they need to put points on the board and. Um, I think that's what makes him so good is, you know, these guys just know how to win games, and he's one of them. I mean, it's incredible. Seven Super Bowls at 43, it's, it's incredible, really. We had uh, Christian Fisher on last week. He got tired. He, I think he calls you Connor uh, Brady Garland. I, I think that's kind of the the, 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 the mantra in the lock. They're tired of hearing about Tom Brady, but to Rock's point there, you know, you, you look at him and just the consistency and, and, and at such a high level, is this got to make you go wow? I mean, even even as another athlete like yourself. Well, they were all giving me a hard time. They were saying they would all take Aaron Rodgers over him right now, <laughs> and then I think Goose and Kells and Schmaltz were telling me that he's better than him all time. And Tom goes into Green Bay and, and buries him. So that was a good week for me. I let them hear it for the full week. So I'm sure that's why he was sick and tired of hearing it. But don't bet against the goat. No, Connor Garland joining us here on Fox Sports Nine <laughs> Ten. Connor, I know you're you're uh, like you talked about, you know, going to his gym and, and, and his regiment and, and diet and all that. I know you're a big coffee drinker, not much of a drinker. It looks as though from the from the parade, Tom Brady let loose a little bit there. If you saw some of the video that was all over the internet, yeah, I, I mean he uh, handled it well. I saw the uh, video of him, and <laughs> I was wondering how he was going to handle it, and he uh, he handled it pretty well. It was, uh, I mean that's. I don't know. I don't know. That's a tough. That's a tough video. He was in one. He was in one pretty good. But I think. Uh, I mean, I've never, like Shaggy said, I've never been a drinker. But if we ever won the cup, I think I, I think I'd be cutting loose a little bit too. So I can't blame him. Let's talk about the success. Uh, four out of five, and the captain. Hopefully, uh, you know. I know he he skated yesterday, and I'm sure today. Uh, what do you, What do you kind of put a, put a finger on? What 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 do you attribute the success to right now? I think we're just maturing as a group. I think um, we've had we've had talks and um, you know with the coaches and, and, and amongst ourselves, and you just notice the difference. You know our demeanor on the bench and 
Um, last year we really struggled to, to score late in games in, in uh, six on five situations and and you know to keep the puck out of your net in six and five situations. I think that's what veteran teams and winning teams do best. Is, you know they just find ways to win games late and um, you know we weren't really getting that last year and I think it's it's changing this year where we're, we're just always in games and you know coming out on top in some tight games. I think that's just maturity and guys being in the league for three and four years. So it's uh, it's all good signs though. What about for yourself, riding the, the point streak that you're on right now? Is, is, is there anything in particular where you kind of felt like, hey, this is starting to click, not only for all of us, but my you, know, you as an individual on the ice? Um, I felt my game got really, really good, uh, really, excuse me, better uh, in between at the end of the season last year and then in the uh, going into the bubble at home. I, I had some really good you know weeks of training and skating with some top guys from Boston, and I felt like my game hit another level and, um, you know, Fortunately, got hurt in the playoffs there and wasn't able to do what I, what I could. But you know, I felt really confident this summer and coming into this year. So I think um, you know, just right now I'm playing my game. Uh, you know, a lot of the stuff I trained for and planned on was skating and you know, being in the gym a lot and you know, working on my shot has, has kind of worked and doesn't hurt playing with Schmaltzy for the whole season. And you know, we played with Kells the last four games and we're, we're clicking. So I think uh, we just have to keep playing our our style of hockey and you know, good things will happen. And, and Connor, with that, and, and we had Coach talk on yesterday, talking about av- having the ability to have practice time in order to work some of the things out. I know a couple of weeks ago, before you guys got on a run, was the film study was the emphasis. How much does that help in between games to have uh, that practice time, that film study, in order to correct a lot of things on the fly? Because these games you have are going to be pretty much every other day from here on out for the next two weeks. Yeah, yeah, I think... Um Someone in my position, like a winger, a lot of the times, you know, you're in some gray areas on the ice, you know, where you where you have to make a quick read to figure out where you have to be. And when you're doing it in practice, reps after reps, it kind of comes second nature. And when you're missing your reps and you're just watching film, it's you have to slow it down a little bit on the ice and, you know, just try to find your way. Um, so with more practice, I think it's going to be huge, especially for someone like me and, you know, Kells, who, you know, we rely on our reps in the D zone just to, you know, make sure we're, we're in and out of there pretty quick. So, you know, I'm excited to be home for this long and, you know, we got to take advantage of it. 11 games at home is huge. So it's going to be, uh, when we look back at the end of the season, this is going to be a massive stretch for us. He's Connor Garland of your Arizona Coyotes here for another minute or two on Rocket Minutes with Crespin. This seven game series. <laughs> Uh, talk about that. Does it feel at all like a playoff? I think the last two games have. You know, we we were in game one. Um, you know, we lost kind of in the last minute there. We just we scored one six on five goal. Couldn't get the second, but uh, you know, the last the last two games definitely have. They've come out with some massive pushes, and um, you know, we felt like we should have won game game one. We didn't, and then I think they probably feel like they should have won the last game, and you know, and, and we kind of went in there and stole it. So. It's the way it goes, but yeah, these last two games they've made some big pushes and they've kind of held their own a bit. But you know, I, I think I said earlier, like it's it's hard to beat a team two times in a row, and it's uh, nearly nearly you know impossible to beat them four times in a row. So we're gonna have a huge test tomorrow. We got to bring our A game because uh, they're gonna come out flying. It's the NHL. It's, it's hard to beat teams so many times in a row. Kind of just curious. Uh, do you pick up some tendencies even more so when you play them <laughs> this many times in such a short span? And then on the other side, um, how do you self-scout yourself so you don't show them certain tendencies when you play each other this many times back-to-back? 
Yeah, it's a good it's a good question. I was talking to my father about that earlier. How you know how many times can I throw the same fake uh, yeah. you know down low in the corner? They got They got to know eventually I'm, what I'm doing. So you got to you got to be able to just you know go into your bag of tricks when you when you got the puck on your stick. But I mean this these guys are these guys are good 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 D over there. I mean they they play you hard. And um, I noticed in the last game they made a slight adjustment on what they were doing against me. And, um, I know I talked to Kells and he saw the same thing. So, uh, you know, we just have to now, now you see their adjustment, you make, you make your adjustments, you know, it's a chess match and they're a great, great hockey team. So you're just excited. It's a great test. So we've played, uh, Vegas four times. We got the St. Louis seven early in the season. So not the way it looked like it was going to end up, but, uh, you know, get, get your big games out early. Well, what are some of the things early on that you guys have learned that you're more consistent with now than at the very start of the season? I think I think being calm. I think you know when we when we uh, you know especially last year when we got into six on five situations. You know we kind of would not. I don't want to use the word panic, but you know you you make some rough plays or you know you just you didn't execute the way you needed to. And you know it's the NHL and the last minute it's just it, it's hard to score goals. So I think this year I've, I've noticed a ton. I mean we scored a point seven and um, we've just been calm and you know when we're up a goal late we're calm we're getting pucks in we're changing right and there's no real panic on the bench and and i think it's a huge improvement for us this year um, Connor, without without you know, just a, oh, sorry. sorry what i was gonna say is without disclosing uh, where you are specifically do you find yourself if you had a little time off you get you get out the uh the seven iron or the eight iron and, and play the play the hole behind you no, what happens is me and my girlfriend walk walk the course at night, and we'll play about four holes and oh. just our putters. So we just we just bring our putters and we start at one side of the green and we'll putt to the hole and see who uh, see who wins on the night. And um, that's it. We'll just play about four holes and we we like to walk at night and we'll walk the course together and, and just putt around. So we we don't mind it at all. That's outstanding. Hey Connor, uh, continued success, man. Appreciate you making some time for us. We appreciate it. Thank you. All right, no worries, guys. That's Connor Garland joining us here on Fox Sports 910, your home of the Arizona Coyotes. If they, as uh, Arizona earned six of the possible eight points on that road trip, as they're in fourth place in the West Division right now, just four points behind first place Vegas. And you look at St. Louis, they're a good team, a really good team. I mean, since 2012, they've made the playoffs every single year but one, and they got the cup two years ago. I think that the one thing that stands out there is that they're the no panic. Keep your poise. Be resilient. We're in the air. They're just a little maybe out of, well, out of, out of sync or maybe over, not over skating, but maybe they've geared down a little bit to handle the onslaught and, and get I, back at it. And the success they're having without the captain. Yes, we, haven't yeah. seen, we haven't seen OEL since the second game of the season. I mean, that's huge. Yes, I mean, yeah. in that last game, I think I think it was against Anaheim, maybe, or maybe it was Vegas, I can't remember, but he had three points in that game. You know, so he's a big part of, sure. of this team and the success of this team. He, they need him to go to go deep. I, I think with, in, in talking with Talk yesterday is, is that just, you know, okay, no excuses, nobody's going to feel sorry for us. We're ready to step up, do whatever we have to do. He talked about, you know, some of the travel Scenarios they had, I guess they got they got stuck on the tarmac, but they had to go back to the St. Louis, um, you know, go back to the airport and then get back at it. And he said the guys' attitudes this year have just been okay. Whatever we have to do or whatever we have to overcome, we're just we're ready to do that. And he said they're all bought in. He said back in his day when he and Kachuk and and uh, some of the other guys would just complain about this, complain about that. 
He says the attitude of this team is is perfect. Work hard, don't panic, be resilient, uh, and just understand in these pandemic times, you're going to have to have some adjustments periodically and and not bellyache about it. Just do what you have to do, and and make sure that you take care of yourself, and good things will happen. There's three points that I was alluding to with OEL. It was against San Jose, three assists. And then uh, he got hurt uh, in that third period uh, when he uh, kind of crashed awkwardly into the boards behind the Yotes net. So staying corrected there. I think that uh, and, and Connor Garland's taking a few shots himself. <laughs> this is like, I, he's he, Brazilian man. He's, he's tough. tough. You know, I, he's I, tough. I, I think you recall a couple years ago. I, I was such a Connor Garland yeah. man. I just yeah. love the little guy kind of mentality. Five ten. I mean, Crespo can relate. Yeah, absolutely. It's, just, you know, it's a little guy that you know has the success. The it's toughness. hard not to root for him. Yeah, the toughness. I mean, he's... and the guy is just uh, you know he's he's a stud out there, man. I mean, he's all over the place. This kind of goes off the kind of the Boston kid that he is. Just that toughness. The not gonna hold that and, against him. No, I'm saying that that know. they've kind of they, they breed that way to the fact that they're going to be tough and hard skating and fast. No, and, they don't. You know, they're tough. You know, they the breed that. Boston. They breed. Yeah. What does that mean? Give me one other name. One other hockey player you know that uh, is from the is from UMass. I know more football Massachusetts. players. Okay, but we're not talking that. football. But I mean, he's got that toughness about him. He gets knocked down, gets back Fair, up. Fair, okay, he's but scrappy. Breed from Massachusetts. Well, I mean, the guys don't give they don't grow give up the state way. all this credit because Tom Pretty played football there. Well, he's, he's not, not from there. No, he's not from there. He's from Northern California. But he well, and good, Michigan, yeah, and, got that right. But he he was a, a guy that went into Massachusetts. So the toughness is that that tough Bostonian kid. That comes out of there. From, from I disagree. I know a lot of guys have come out of the athletes that are tough. That they've got that they, they carry that mantra with them to make sure that they are they're very loud and proud. Well, coming up, if you want more of what you just heard, some nonsense from my great partner Dan Minucci. What's he's nonsense gonna, about he's that? He's gonna take us back, way back, <laughs> to his days with his uh, his buddy roommate roommate <laughs> in the pictures that were hanging Ooh, in his dorm room. Son. Can't wait to hear this one. Can't Learned wait. a lot, man. Wow. This is The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. And I need to see them start winning some football game. It has nothing to do with the, the story. That, that, I mean, you were, this is by total coincidence that we're playing sure. Nico Whippet. I sure it is, yeah. I swear on I everything okay. I own. I, I, I believe you. Wink, wink. Yeah. I I swear to God. You're God, too. I mean, I, I swear. I think we have the same God. Alex, would you agree? Totally random? Yeah, these things are on a random generator. No. <laughs> there are 16 oh. acts nominated for next year's Rock Hall of Class. Rage Against the Machine, The Foo Fighters, Jay-Z, Mary J. Blige, Tina Turner, Iron Maiden, New York Dolls, Devo, <laughs> Carolyn King, and LL Cool J. Nice. That's a pretty damn good group right there. That's why I played yeah. Whip It. Okay. Next thing you know, he's going to play Relax, but you know, Frankie goes <laughs> Hollywood, and then he might, he might play Turning Japanese. You know, I, all of that. I, I wish I could take <laughs> all credit. Of those. Guys, I swear you to you. My I wish I could take credit uh-huh. because I should have. <laughs> What you do, Minuch, lie and embellish no, I don't and lie. use radio stick. Oh, yeah, that leads right into Hustler Magazine founder no, I dying, I do not Larry lie. Flint. I might embellish, but I do not lie on the radio. Well, you, okay, yeah. I might embellish a little bit here and there. Yeah. Good. 
a minute. Yeah, a little yes, bit. Yes, get here. that on tape. Yeah. We, that should be a drop. I may embellish a little bit. But I don't lie. Boom. Do not lie. Do not lie. At 2.48. I could not have planned that better. That was all by accident as I requested the Devo song. Uh-huh. Alex pulled it and played it, and it just segued into the story, which is a sad story, to be honest with you. Um, well, we could go my random fact of the day. This all came. I swear I didn't do this on purpose. You now it makes sense. Do you want to play Madonna's Touch Myself after this one? Or? <laughs> well, my random fact of the day, which is totally random. And totally. they are every sure. day. I okay. come up with these, and all I right. surf the Internet. We believe I, you. And I've been close to the end. <laughs> the same company that owns Match.com, uh-huh. OkCupid, Tinder. You know Tinder, Manuch. No, I don't. Plenty of Fish, Heard and Hinge. And at least a dozen other popular online dating sites. They're all the same company. Are they really? Whip it, Manooch. <laughs> Devo. With the little pots on their head. Yeah, the video. The video with mm-hmm. them with the little, you put your pot on top. Larry of Flint died the other day, sudden illness. He was only 78 years old. He's been in a wheelchair since 1978 when he was uh, shot. And uh, he is the Hustler magazine founder, First Amendment crusader. And um, he first launched it back in 1974 to focus on the area that uh, <clears throat> Playboy was overlooking. Yeah, they they uh, over <laughs> yeah they did they they went hardcore porn so to speak. And uh, I'll never forget this day, came at Kansas State, just my second year there. My roommate Gary Williams, great guy, defensive back. I went to school that day. It was very very cold out, so I come back back into the dorm room, open the door. And Gary had gotten a, had a, I guess he had a bunch of Hustler magazines, a bunch of them. I come walking in, and I got a wall on my side of the uh, of the room, and his wall on his side of the room, and he has wallpapered his entire wall, which is probably ten feet wide by uh-huh. eight feet tall of Hustler centerfolds. I walk in, I turn, I went, "What's up, Gary?" And I look and went, "Oh, wow." Uh, he goes. And I bet you, you guys. Got, he goes, yeah, you, you're probably the kind of guy who take him down. Right now, yeah, yeah. I said, no, I didn't. I just said, Larry, I love your art. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, that's the. I've had these magazines for a long time. The entire wall, his wall, his wall, on his side of the room of the dorm room. What did your wall have? Is um, I don't think I had anything on it. I just yeah. uh, I've yeah. never been a poster so, guy either. Oh, I, I was. Really, I, had I didn't bring any with me as far as that. So. Long story short, so I'm getting ready to go have dinner with my foster parents. Who they'd come by and pick me up every Sunday. I go have dinner at their house. They had they uh, athletes, the football players, basketball adopted people. So this was in lieu of uh, green shakes. Oh yeah, yeah. You go there for dinner, and and my my foster mom, uh, Bonnie Verber, you would do your laundry for you. So Jan, you athletes have it so many. Jan Jan comes walking in. He's he comes in, and I say, hey, come on in, Jan, and he knocks on the door. He walks in, and he says, hey, 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 Butch, you ready to go? I said, good. And I said, and he looks at Gary and goes, hey, Gary, how you doing? He looks at the wall. Where, okay. He just he just laughed and smiled. And we walk out the door, get in his car. And I said, did you like uh, did you like the wallpaper that Gary had there, Jan? He goes, wow, unbelievable. And, and, and Jan's seen everything. He's a Vietnam vet, great guy, God rest his soul. But he's uh, he's seen, he just said, uh, I said, that's Hustler. That's some of, I don't know how many magazines he had. He must have had 50 the wallpaper that wall. That was my, uh, I'd seen Hustler maybe once, but to see it put on display like that was uh, 
quite interesting to say the least. So, wallpapered Hustler magazine that will be indented in my mind. We need forever. A, we need to do something. We need to create a, uh, some kind of buzzer or something. That how much did Benucci embellish on that story? Well, I don't know if I can embellish enough because in fact, it was you can of, remember everything. It's just there's no way. That's something you don't forget. You, you, you embellish, you make it up, you remember. Okay, there was a picture on the wall, and then all of a sudden, now the whole wallpaper, and the foster parents if, are involved. If, if and, Jan I mean, you take the story so far, if, if I if, if I could track down Gary Williams, who by the way, uh, I commend, he's a fireman in San Diego now. Or if Jan was still alive, uh, and, and he shared that with Bonnie when we got to the house. See, this is it. Yeah, I mean, the Belcher just keeps just no, keep rolling. No, it's a true story. It was just it was a Hustler on display at its finest. Let's just put it that way. <sighs> we'll move on. So, Major League Baseball yes. is stuck with four million bobbleheads that were supposed to be given out last year. Of course, with the pandemic right. and you know no fans. And uh, some of them will be, you know, held for future games, I'm sure. But, you know, players get traded, sure. sponsors yeah. don't renew. It's going to be interesting uh, where these will go. I mean, is it similar to, you know, a Super Bowl and the T-shirts and hats of the team that lost? You know, they yeah, end what, up somewhere. What country are they going to? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, can you recycle them? I you recycle a bobblehead? I don't know. I, I mean, think if somebody got a hold of them, some kind of a collector, they could put them on display or, or put them out there. Maybe worth some kind of value. I mean, some of the guys, to your point, have changed teams. Yeah, like like the the, the Pirates did 10,000 Trevor Williams bobbleheads, and uh, that's the Pittsburgh Pirates. Well, he's now a Chicago Cub. But you could say, hey, when he was with the Pirates, I'm sure there's some kind of a market for the Pirates to sell those off to or just give them. And just just get some, rid of them. You know where they're, they're going to end up. They're going to end up in a closet. Like we at ASU, I walked into a closet when we were setting up our studio at the at the athletic facility, our makeshift studio for road games, and we had to move boxes and boxes of old bobblehead type stuff. Boxes to get it out of the way to clear it out. So what's going to happen to those ten thousand? It's going to end up in some closet until somebody says, you know what, just donate these to somebody. Absolutely. But that'll probably be three four years down the road. Or, or take them over to the, the dollar store or. or yeah. Goodwill and Something. people pay a buck for them just to, just to have them. I'm sure there's a lot of pirate fans that would take those. Hey, uh, we are continuing our uh, partnership with Fun Sports Pools and giving you uh, multiple chances to win $25,000. Uh, we did the Waste Management Phoenix Open where if uh, you win, you uh, you get a choice of, do- of of a dozen golf balls of your choice at any of the vans, which is kind of cool if you want the new Pro V1 or new Pro V1X or Bridgestone, whatever you may play. Uh, we're doing it for Pebble Beach right now, so if you download the Fun Sports Pool app, you answer all 12 questions. If you get them all right, you get $25,000. The one with the most correctly will win the dozen golf balls. So uh, check it out, funsportspools.com. Yeah, Super Bowl winner, didn't she get like 8 out of 12? Was that 8 out of 12? Uh, by the way, the, the, the person that won was an 11-year-old. Really? Was it an 11-year-old? No kidding. I love it. How, you know, that's it's kind of similar to... Your office bracket for Madness. Yes. It's just, oh, I'll take the favorite colors or uniforms or whatever. But, I mean, no disrespect to this 11-year-old. Right. Because there are, as many of you proud parents that are listening, kids really know their stats. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can't tell you how many people over the last 
20 years have come up to me and said, oh, you you got to bring little Johnny on your show. He knows <laughs> so many stats. He's going to be such a great play-by-play guy. Yeah. He's going to be such a great talk show host. And he may. Sure. Or she sure. may. But to this day, I'm still waiting for little Johnny to uh, knock on the door, and uh, and, and we're going to hire him. Then we have a lady in Sun City when the March Madness is like yes. 10 years ago. She, yeah, it was like three, four years okay, ago. Okay, she picked was it the, the colors. The colors. The, favorite she, uh, she favorite colors. Any, 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 whatever was closest to blue. Yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, very scientific on that one. She broke it down pretty good. We're going to talk about a little Tom Brady coming up, of course, Minucci's favorite, and Sean Salisbury. And we got to talk some Phoenix Suns. It's Rocket Minucci and Crespin from Wright Toyota, where you won't go wrong. Golfers, tee it up this year at Vans Golf Shops with the hottest new arrivals from Ping. Introducing the new Ping G4 filtered with Rock and Manooch, now on Fox Sports 910. When our next guest is not doing radio, Sports Talk Radio 790 in Houston, or maybe hosting a show in uh, in the Bay Area, or doing hits all over the country. Or another movie. He's on Twitter, and he loves to post poll questions. And today is no different. If you have to eat old school food for a week, which one wins out? And your choices are Spam, Hamburger Helper, Swanson's Frozen Dinners, <laughs> or Bisquick. Of course, Pancake Mix. Um, Sean Salisbury joins us here on Fox Sports 910 Phoenix. So, Sean, um, where, why, how did this question come about? Did you have a Spam sandwich today or something? I don't, I, I'm a wealth of useless knowledge, man. Why wouldn't it? Why not? I uh, Listen, I grew up on fried Spam. This is for the people, you know, because my family was able to make a budget, and we ate. I never knew Spam wasn't supposed to be good. Spam, my dad would make it for breakfast three days a week. Mm-hmm. We'd eat Hamburger Helper. It was the poor man's great pasta dish, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. We'd do that, and we had plenty of it. Bisquick made biscuits, pancakes. Hell, Bisquick made air. Bisquick damn near made pizza. Okay, and then and then the, and then the last one, Hungry Man Dinners. Well, who, who hasn't burned the roof of their mouth with the mashed potatoes and a Hungry Man Dinner eating Salisbury steak or meatloaf? So I put them all on there, and I know people do do school people like what the hell spam or a Hungry Man Dinner or Swanson's Dinner, and the rest of us are like thirty five years old or older or forty are like. What do you mean, what are they? I lived on those things, not to mention college if you threw Top Ramen. But I knew Top Ramen would win, yeah, so I left yeah. that out. So I've well, eaten them all, dude, and i, I got to come clean. And I do. I need to come clean. Probably two months ago, I had Hamburger Helper with some turkey, uh, ground turkey beef in it, and you add a little, like, red-hot spice to it, dude. I'm telling you, you sit there and close your eyes, you're saying... This wasn't as bad as somebody made me to believe it was when I was growing up. This was some good stuff. So I like to go back to the old school. So what would you three choose? Well, you know, I already I, voted. Hammer yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, well, we voted. And by the way, he posted this 58 minutes ago. He's got 955 wow. votes already. This is a good wow. one. Yeah. So yeah. right now, right now. Yeah, post, post something about a like, 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 something like, who's the greatest quarterback of all time or who's the GOAT of all sports? You get like 400 votes. Yeah, you put some dumbass food question, and everybody <laughs> wants to vote. That's how stupid we are. Well, That's the way that we love he, it. But. Here's the update right now, and it's 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 it's. I mean, it's up to a thousand it's votes. It's moving quick. Yeah. Uh, spam at eight percent. Hamburger Helper sixty seven percent. Oh yeah. Swanson's Frozen Dinner at uh, close to sixteen percent, and Bisquick nine. I don't know. They, I think that, I don't know who who follows you on Twitter. How can it not be? 
the Swanson's frozen dinner, Sean, with the with the fried chicken. You get the leg and the thigh with the mashed potatoes and the corn. It doesn't get any better than that. They don't give you enough, uh, Sean. They don't give you enough. Right. That's, and, that's and, the it was thing. All, and you yeah, eat it when no, it's cold. I, still, you had you had to do you had to do two of them. Yes, and yes. and you yeah. had to wait till it cooled off. You had yes, to do them just to get enough. <laughs> yeah. and wait till it cooled off. And the tin, you know, the tin in there and peeling it off, it's like little to a lot of work, but yeah, not bad. And the, and the mashed potatoes, well, you know, they were like instant mad. They was not very yeah. good, but hey, you, you put the corn in there. Put the corn yeah, in the mash. Yeah, you mix the corn in the mashed potatoes. Yes, no got it. There is I mean, no doubt. I'm with you. I'm actually shocked, honestly. The versatility of Bisquick probably the best of them all because and hamburger help because you can do the most with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm actually sh- I'm actually shocked it's this big a blowout. Honestly, yeah, the hamburger helpers running away with it. I'm actually <laughs> shocked that Ham- hamburger helper is the Tom Brady of 60s, <laughs> 70s, and 80s food. Yeah, That's it but it's a lot of work with hamburger helper because not really, you, well, not you got to make no, you got to make the yeah. hamburger meat. You got to brown it. Well, that takes a yeah, while. Three minutes, I'm, I got myself a frozen dinner. No, no, no. It's hey, about Manoush, 45 minutes to make that dinner. No, Manoush, not, what? Manooch, if you're telling me Hamburger Helpers takes a lot of work, then I know you don't spend any damn time in the kitchen, dude. That's no, that like wasn't a, me. That was no, no, that no, was that's rock. me. Was no, that, I, I, that, this is Rock. I, no. Rock, John. You said, you, you, Rock, you said you'd spend you 45 minutes to make a hamburger helper dish? No, 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 time out, time out. I know we sound the same, okay? I, I, what my point was, hamburger helper takes too long to cook. Uh, uh, a frozen dinner takes two minutes in the microwave. No, that fair. was that's my fair. point. That was my you know point. Manute is saying 45 minutes I cooked hamburger it. helper. I didn't I, I, I did, no, I said 45 minutes for the swans are in the oven. No, no, who puts it in the oven? Hamburger yeah. helper. Yeah, that back in the day before you had... You're defeating the purpose. Exactly. Go to my freezer. Why the hell am I going to cook it in the oven? Yes. If I'm going to do that, then I'll make something that I can actually cook in the oven. The hamburger helper was to be pull it out. You got three minutes before your favorite 80s comedy show, and you throw it in the microwave. And like another one. Now, Manooch, you're getting mixed up with pot pies. Now you throw four of those in exactly so you get it right. You know what so sucks, Sean, about this whole thing? Um, Crespin and I are in three weeks now. We're uh, we're endorsing and we're part of this uh, this diet called Revitalize Weight Loss here in Phoenix, and uh, we can't have any of that. None of it. So you're killing us with this. I would love to have some beef stroganoff oh, oh hamburger helper tonight. I want, I want a TV dinner so bad right now. I want to know where the bologna is, Sean. I mean, he meant the bologna as Dude, well I too. Where do you? That that was a th- that um, I went bologna. I, I thought fried bologna. I, yeah. I did. Oh, I'm a diehard liverwurst fan. I still oh. I ate a liver. I, I ate a liverwurst sandwich about a week and a half ago. What? I don't even know where you buy it. Is it still at Dude, the grocery you go in store? The Brunschweiger liverwurst. You go to the grocery store. Ugh. There's a section. It comes actually in, in in circles, like eight circles in a pack. I'll put four on bread, <laughs> mayonnaise, salt and pepper with Swiss cheese. Get the uh, blank out of here, dude! I'm all uh, over still. Well, my mom bologna, and dad used to make me eat that won. junk. Oh, yeah, Sean, God. I still we, we we still get garlic bologna. Boar's Head makes a great garlic bologna. Once in a while, we'll get a half a pound. And Where is that awesome. even from? Garlic bologna? That's the best. Bologna with mustard and mayo and lettuce and tomato with oh. cheese on it. Oh, oh right. can, hell yeah! Hey, can we stop? I, I'm freaking dude. starving right now, and you're and killing me. Destroy, I will destroy a liverwurst sandwich, dude. I, I will do, and liver and fried potatoes, smothered onions. Oh. I grew up with that too. Yes. So this that is flour, white flour, was all over the floor when you got done eating. Yes, yeah. I'm old nice, school, brother. Well, I, 
And uh, by the way, how's that diet you guys are on? I mean, that weight loss program. We don't yeah. like diet. Weight loss program. Well, all we like know, it. though, Sean, at least we know this now that, you know, we know you're in town and we, if we're going to take you out to dinner now, we don't need to go anywhere nice. Oh, because man. you Liverworks works, Hamburger yeah. Helper, get you a couple frozen <laughs> dinners. You're set. So uh, I, I appreciate I, I'm gonna you. Leave, I'm going to leave the, ste- the, the steakhouse out that I took my son and girl to the other day, okay? Um, and I'll just leave that out. But great. The, 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 you guys will get an idea when I say it. I, I, I waltzed out of there about 450. <laughs> Okay, four fifty, and yeah, I talk yeah. about four dollars and fifty cents. Yeah, but you're, oh, damn, you're damned right. You're damned right. So I'll do hamburger helper once in a while, but you ain't taking me to no to, to no deli for seven dollars sandwich. Okay? And I bet, and I bet, I bet that hot plate was sizzling with hot butter. Oh my god! Oh, oh. Where, where, it, where it gets all over your shirt. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Mixed in some mac and cheese and a salad. Before you know it, you got an extra dirty martini. Get the hell! Are you kidding me? Uh, yeah. You, You're you guys, killing these guys, guys, Sean. You're killing these I guys. Your, I love your guys. Your, your meal plan, and you should stick with it. It's awesome. Yeah. And I can tell you this. I can tell you this. Don't be bringing that over and cooking it in my microwave when you guys are taking me to dinner. We're gonna. That's that, 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 that's your. We're, we're have, there'll be no cheat. There will, I mean, there'll be no non-cheat days when I'm around you. It's a big cheat day. Okay, no, fair enough. And you're and, and Rock, you're right, dude. It was sizzling. You know where I'm. <laughs> it was sizzling. Sean, it's funny because you know uh, on our show sheet, Manuch put uh, you know the question: uh, When will the dysfunctional uh, settle in in Houston? That's where we were going to go with this, but yeah. instead, this dysfunctional question this is, way is taking us way off rails here. So you, you've had I'd rather of, talk about this. Which, real quick, guys, speaking of which, they just hired another guy that's now their character coach that Jack used to be hired, and who's, who's the same kind of religious thing. And I'm not, listen, we all, I love religion, it's church, God fearing, but inclusive, you know, being non inclusive or inclusive. It's almost as if you're not, if you don't pray to the same, you know, the same religion or do the same thing. And I talked to a guy today who says it feels cultish in the building. Mm. Oh, and that, man. You know what I think? When you walk in there and you think, well, if I'm not praying to the same person somebody else is praying to or showing up at the same church, am I, am I to feel mm-hmm. secure? Am I, it just, it, it's, I hate to even say that because, listen, I'm in church. I say prayers too, but sure. if, you're not, if you're not doing the same thing they are, it almost feels like you're getting shoved out of the building. It's a, it's a weird it's a weird dynamic going on in Houston. Not to get off the point, we can go back to the food because I'd rather talk about that. Because Jack Easterby, the way they're approaching, make you want to throw up in your mouth anyway. So I'd prefer to keep my food down, not throw it up. And that's what they're doing on Kirby here in Houston. And I was going to say, Sean, referencing the president who pretty much oversees anything and everything. I mean, for this to get to the point where it's at, and for him to be there, what, over 20 years, I'm almost like, what could be so bad that he hasn't dealt with before? And, and, and Manuch, I'm going to tell you right now, because the old, the old man, you know, Bob McDear, God rest his soul, was different. I mean, he developed a relationship. Now, listen, I can tell you about Jamie Roots. That when they started this thing two decades ago, he's been there. He built an amazing business model. They're printing money with the Texans now. And it's gotten to the point that Cal, the son who's taken over, has no football expertise, and neither does that Easterby. And so you're, you're, now they've got to replace him. Uh, the business side, and they don't understand the football side, and it got to the point. Don't don't think that people are going to play it like Jamie Roots, and people in in the town know it. Left because well, it was time, and he, he's going to say all the right things because mm-hmm, he's yeah. a good man. Perfect time for me to leave and go on to another venture. The truth of the matter is, he got out of there because the dysfunction got so bad. He wanted. It's like a coach who knows you're coming down with with uh, uh, recruiting violations, mm-hmm. right? What do they do? Let me bail. I got a better job waiting on me. Leave that for the next guy. It's almost like Jamie Roots has done that. 
I, I just you just look at this, and now you're hearing, uh, are they going to trade Deshaun or not, or where is he at with that whole thing? How, how long do you think that they ride that before they actually make a decision one way or the other? And do you think they're going to stick with their, he's not going to be traded? Well, I, I listen, it, it's, it's fine and dandy. I, now, I wouldn't trade him, but it's all fine and dandy for us to say he's not going to be. But if it gets to the point where the fracture turns into broken, you know, it's broken to pieces all over the floor, and he holds his ground, it has to be made, in, in Mnuchin, Rock, and Sean, you guys know this, because think about, it has to be made by by draft, right? Because you want to pick those assets yourself, right? So if you get three or four number ones, you would think you'd have to make that move now, because once you get past the draft, you know you're holding, then there's a line in the sand, it's going to be like, who's gonna, I'm going to call your bluff, right? So if it's going to happen, stay or go, I would imagine you're going to see it happen between now and whatever that week leading into the draft is. But I, while I'd like to think that I believe that they wouldn't do it, I don't trust them. I'm almost to the belief that if the Jets called up and offered Darnold and three first-rounders and a second-rounder and, and then something else, I, I think they'd be tempted to do it. I don't know if they think they can fix it because there's not, there's not been a whole lot of olive branch extended by them, and I don't think Deshaun's answering right now. But with Pep Hamilton here now, who's a good quarterback coach, is very reputable. Maybe they can get into his ear, you know, get his ear, and that he'll at least reconsider. At least that's what everybody in Houston's hoping. But very few people in Houston uh, are against Deshaun Watson on this. Matter of fact, most of them are saying, if I was him, I'd want the same thing. And when it comes to trust, I don't blame him. You know, the Swanson dinner with the apple pie in it, with the that was good. potatoes, no. that was good. No, are you, you know kidding what, me? You know, that, you know what that's... You know what the problem with that is? Is the apple? I, I just—it's hard for me to go microwave apple pie. I know. That's, you know, that's you know, a problem. I'd, I'd almost rather—I'd almost rather have. How about the one with applesauce? Remember the old? Oh, that yeah. works. Yeah. And get yeah. rid of the get yeah. rid of the peas mixed with the carrots. I wouldn't Dude, even need who that. The hell, who the hell? You know what? You know what they wanted to do? They wanted to really punish us. First of all, when you'd eat the peas, they'd always fall off your fork or spoon yeah. anyway. You never got them in your mouth. And as a kid, you'd feed them to the dog anyway. So what a wasted vegetable. Totally. When you're, Absolutely. When you're, a kid, when, you're, when you're a kid, it was like when your parents made you eat uh, dry lima beans that you put butter on top. It's like, <laughs> lima beans? Come on, man. I'm not, back, back to that meal plan, right? Yeah. <laughs> Shoot, I wish we had this. I mean, we only have 15 more minutes of our show. This could have, this could have been the whole show for three hours, Sean, so thank you. We hey, can man. steal it for steal, another day. Go ahead and steal the poll question. Ask it on your show. Take credit for it. I'm a team yeah. player. I don't care. <laughs> Wonder how many thank people. you, buddy. Appreciate it. <laughs> Sean Salisbury. If you want to go vote, go vote Sean Unfiltered. Uh, wow, he's up to uh, 1,037 votes, and Hamburger Helper still in the lead at 66.8%, right followed by Swanson's Frozen. The Hamburger Helper, you had to, you had to, it was a little bit more work. Well, you brown the meat. You, you put it into a skillet, skillet, and you just throw it in there, and it just does it. Water and the noodles and, gonna, and the box, do? and that's just it. Saying, and, and you all can, I got to do with the frozen dinner is hit the button. But there's no... Two minutes, three minutes. There's no number of time you could do that would get the mashed potatoes and not have that little cold spot in the middle. I know. Yes, it's true. exactly. It's yeah. true. Yeah. We'll be back. If the previous year left your bank account on injured reserve, keep listening to Fox Sports 910.